0: Welcome to the Hyper HyperFast Show. In today's episode, we are joined by special guest Diego Corzo from Austin, Texas. This week's topic is overcoming obstacles with your host, Dan Lesniak. All right, guys, welcome to the show today. We have an amazing guest, Diego Corzo. I know him personally from being a member of GoBundance. We're both a member of that amazing tribe. And they just came out with an awesome book, by the way, Tribe of Millionaires, so check that out if you have not. Diego has an amazing story, which we'll get into. He is a Dreamer DACA recipient, and that story has gone viral and been shared with millions around the world, so I'm sure we'll talk about that, as well as what he's done in real estate as an investor, as an agent, and now teaching others how to build wealth through real estate. So welcome to the show, Diego. Diego.
1: Thank you very much for having me here. It is my pleasure.
0: Yeah, it's it's awesome. I'm I'm, I'm super pumped. I think you are gonna give a ton of value to the people out there. Before we get into some of the cool stuff you're doing, why don't you give the viewers a little little history of of who you are and, and your story? Yeah, so I'll
1: start with like where what I'm doing right right now and. What are like the amount of property that I have, and then I'll tell you my my backstory, so that people can see what I've been able to accomplish despite all these obstacles. But uh, so I just turned 29 a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I am a realtor in Austin, Texas, and currently I own 18 doors: a couple in Texas, some in Tennessee, and a couple couple of properties in Florida as well. So I, I bought my home when I was uh, first 23 years old. That was my, my first opportunity into into investing. But I, I am what Congress right now calls a dreamer, which basically means that I came to the United States as a kid. And um, I came from Lima, Peru. We came legally to the United States. And then My parents and my family decided to overstate their their visas, which meant that we became undocumented. And I had no idea what that would mean for me until I turned 16 years old when it was my turn to get my driver's license. I go to the DMV just like all of my friends at that age. And with the documents that I had, the the person in the DMV says that I cannot, that I wouldn't be able to get a driver's license even try to get a permit or or anything like like that so that's when I knew that my life was gonna be different than my friends fast forward a couple of years later I was able to graduate high school graduated third in my class I put all my emphasis into into school from from that perspective I got into Florida State University And as as I was applying to scholarships and grants and financial aid, I found out that I wasn't gonna be able to qualify for any loans due to my immigration status. And I also had to give money back for the scholarships that I won because I couldn't provide that I was a citizen or that I had a green card. So that was another setback, but I still managed to get into Florida State and be able to afford it for one year. While that is going on, I managed to get a a small internship with a nonprofit, and then they said that they want to hire me. As I was going through the hiring process, I was like, okay, this is going to be my chance, my opportunity to be able to make some income so that I can continue my studies. I, I go through the application process, and they said that due to my lack of work authorization, I couldn't work. So at 19 years old, I found myself not being able to work, to drive or to get any kinds of financial loans so that I can put myself through school. Despite of that, I managed to create my own LLC. So interestingly enough, I couldn't work for somebody, but I was able to create an LLC and began making websites as a contractor and working in the IT industry on my own. And that's how I was able to pay for college. Now, in between that time, My good friend Pascal throws me this book and it's rich that poor that he says, Diego, you have to read it. So I read it and that book changed my mindset on what it really means to like make your money work for you, trading your time for money for active income or trying to build wealth through passive income. So that's when I knew that somehow I was gonna be able to build wealth because I knew the vehicles of real estate and, the, and sort of like the path that I needed to take. Now, it wasn't until I turned 22 years old that I finally uh, was able to get my driver's license and a work permit once Obama passed the executive order called DACA. And that also allowed me to get hired by GM, the car company, as a software developer once I graduated college. So, and that actually brought me to Austin, Texas. And so it's, it was a lot of like ups and downs, of course, but I had the mindset that the U.S. it is the land of opportunity, but it is up to us to make it happen. So that's that's when um, in that time, as I as I was working in corporate America, I also began to get my license to be a realtor, and I also started investing. I ran into a lot of obstacles, but I can share I can share that later. But that's a little bit about me and what I did to to get started.
0: Wow, I mean that's that's an amazing story. What what I what I take away from that is a lot of people have it easy and they, they let the slightest bump in the road stop them. Like if a buyer, you know, a contract falls out, if someone no-shows them for an appointment or they can't find the house that they want for the buyer, right? And you know, they come up with all these uh, reasons and excuses and you just, no matter what was thrown at you, and it was a lot tougher than anything I just described, you, you kept coming up with ways to overcome it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I mean, every, everybody has different problems, different situations, but I feel like the mindset and how we respond to those problems it what's actually helps us succeed. Right. It's it's like others. Uh, there's other people that are in my shoes and I have uh, other American friends, too, that may have given up too easily because I feel like they just didn't have a strong why or didn't have the desire to actually make it happen, be able to, to, to achieve
0: their, their goal. Yeah, what, what do you think is the difference? Like, why, why is someone like you able to just push through no matter what the challenge, but yet there's other, other people out there that slightest bump in the road, and they're like, well, sorry, can't do it.
1: Yeah, I haven't let my circumstances stop me from achieving my vision. So my vision is the thing that pulls me forward and the obstacles the way that I see it is just a bump in the road, right? And I highly believe that if the door of opportunity is closed like we have to go through the window and there are not many people willing to take the extra mile to make a jump through that window to actually achieve what what they want to achieve they decide that they create excuses and that's where a lot of people later also don't ask themselves the right questions and that is what i what i think makes people stop from taking action and it's like two simple questions and it's something that i learned from tony robbins is Instead of asking yourself, why is life happening to me, or why is this specific situation happening to me, ask yourself, how or why is this happening for me? Because when you ask yourself that question, you begin to look for opportunities and solutions rather than blaming other people for your current
0: situation. Yeah, that's a a great question. I love Tony Robbins. We were kind of having this discussion today in our team meeting, actually, our head inside sales uh, manager, right? So he's he's the guy who's on the phone booking appointments and, you know, leading that whole department doing that. So he, he makes 100-plus phone calls a day, deals with plenty of rejection. He told the entire team, look, you can either be a thermometer or a thermostat. And the thermometer adjusts to the temperature of whatever the environment is, right? And you, and you read it. But a thermostat makes the environment get to the temperature that it's set to. Exactly, exactly.
1: And I feel like our our energy and our mindset has a lot to do. Um, uh, right, because as a realtor I've I've gone door knocking uh and I've gotten the doors smashed in my face from from that perspective. But it's more of okay, like I know that it is a numbers game and I know that that with with enough action I will see the results. And I believe that that is what what has helped me become the person that I am today. And also, I would say surrounding myself with like-minded people.
0: Yeah, and and, and that's you know part of what abundance has has been for both of us is, is just finding mm-hmm. this tribe of people that will help elevate you, support you, encourage you, motivate you, and and, and people that you aspire to to you know be like and and, and learn from. And, and I've that, yeah, that's where I first met you, and it was also, you know, I, I joined Abundance around the same time that that your story kind of mm-hmm. went viral. So can you can you explain to everybody how that happened and what's happened yeah. since? Because it's a really what interesting story. What happened since then? Yeah, yeah. So what what happened
1: was in 2017, the current administration decided to terminate the DACA program. So that, that was when, and they used the excuse that we were taking jobs from Americans, right? So I am what Congress calls a dreamer, part of the DACA program, uh, which basically means that we've actually been living here in the United States for a long time, and they try to take that program away that allows us to work, drive, be, be an asset to this country. Uh, when that happened, I shared my story publicly on Facebook with the picture of the taxes that I paid in 2016 as a 26-year-old of over $28,000. And I shared my story that I, by that time, I, was, I owned eight properties. I was able to quit corporate America. I was sort of financially independent from the perspective that my house is paid for all of my living expenses and I am also paying taxes and I employ Americans because as part of my team as a, as a realtor I have a full-time admin that I that I pay him a salary every, every single month and then and then I'm also providing housing for for other Americans through the properties that I own so I mentioned that we're not taking away jobs that we're actually contributing by paying taxes and, uh, and that story went viral, it got me on Fox News Austin that weekend, and since then it's gotten, to, it's gotten me to be on Forbes, CNN Money, Entrepreneur.com, and also getting flown to DC to meet with congressmen, to give press conferences in in trying to gain support for the Dreamers so that Congress can take action. So it has been an incredible opportunity, but also, and this is one of my favorite parts, is that I've been able to use sort of like that obstacle, right, because what the current administration was trying to do is take those things away i use that obstacle to my advantage and i've been helping dreamers all over the united states by connecting them with a realtor and also a lender that can loan to the dreamers because what happened is there's like 95 percent of the lenders don't loan to daca recipients anymore so i've been able to leverage that and now i'm i'm giving a i'm referring a bunch of dreamers that want to buy their first house, that want to start investing in real estate. And I've been able to turn that obstacle into something that has allowed me to help more people. And it's been awesome.
0: That's amazing. I mean, there's, is it, you know, a network of lenders, obviously realtors, they've, they've got to be uh, all over, but, or do you have like one lender that kind of lends everywhere to, to dreamers? Yeah. So,
1: in the beginning, it was just like one or two lenders, and then um, that could only loan to dreamers with uh, Fannie Mae conventional loan, three to five percent down. They took away FHA loans, but now there's there's a bit more. There's a few more lenders that can do it. Um, here in Austin, there's CMG Financial, First Choice Bank is one that can do it in forty two different states. One of the GoBundance guys, his team, Cal Financial, David Lovler, he can do it in 42 or 43 different states. And um, so I have a website called Home for Dreamers. And because of the way that my story has gotten shared, there's a lot of dreamers that look, that through SEO or somehow they find that website and then I schedule a quick call with them. And what I do is for 15 minutes, I chat, see where they are at. I tell them that they need a 620 credit score, their bank statements, all of that stuff. I introduce them to a lender and then to a realtor. So that once they're pre-qualified, they can go through and get started.
0: That's awesome that that you've been able to do that and help so many other people. So, you know, thank you for doing that. I'm I'm sure these people all appreciate it so much. Yeah. Yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, and you also got to be on, on, on a couple of different TEDx talks lately because oh, yeah. of this, correct? <laughs> yeah, so what happened
1: was I I always wanted to give a TEDx talk at some point because I've, I've learned so much from them. And... Uh, And it just happened that the topic of DACA and the Dreamers, it's a hot topic right now. So I created the TEDx talk on, um, on can the American dream be achieved when you're not American? Because I believe that... You do not have to be an American to achieve the that sort of American dream because the American dream is something that we create depending on like not letting our circumstances determine our future and persevering to achieving what we want to achieve. So I mentioned that, that everybody has their own version of the American dream and it is out there in the land of opportunity. Now, I was able to apply to a few... Um, to one that was in Dallas, I applied to the one at FSU, and uh, I completed. I, I achieved that goal of giving a TEDx talk earlier this this year, and uh, I was able to give the same presentation one at FSU, one in Dallas, and then also for the youth, I changed it a little bit more on the power of questions, and I gave it for TEDx Austin Youth here.
0: Awesome. Well, yeah. Congrats on that. Are you a real estate agent with friends or clients moving to or from the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area? Send them to the number one team in the area. The Kerry Shull team will ensure they get world-class treatment and the best possible results buying or selling their home. The Kerry Shull team has the best training, systems, and marketing, and we proudly guarantee our results. To refer us business, call the Kerry Shull team at 703-589-9067 or go to Let's Let's jump into your real estate business. Uh, real quick, just so people know what you're doing in Austin as a realtor. Uh, Tell us about your real estate business.
1: Yeah. So most of, so I have a business partner and we sell around 65 homes a year. The, I also have a full-time admin. So it's just three of us. And sometimes there's more like showing agents, other buying agents. But what, what happened for, for me was I read the book, the, the Myth, and that book, basically taught me that there's ways to systemize your business so that you're not so that you're not the only one that's running everything. So one of the things that I did a couple of years ago I took all I took all the action steps that I do throughout the day for the buyers, for the sellers and I record anything that had to do with my computer. I recorded that. I hired somebody in the Philippines to basically create a procedure manual of all the steps. And then I was able to hire a full-time admin here to be my transaction coordinator, drop off the signs, all of that stuff, and taking action on everything in the procedure manual. So, that allowed me to go out there and meet, be a, be able to meet more clients that way. Now, the business itself, we, between my business partner and I, we work by referral only, and well, like 90, 90 to 95 percent. Of all, of all of our clients have been through referrals by... So when, when I quit corporate America, I was a software developer and there were a lot of millennials in there. And I started investing while I was still in there. And through my house hacking strategies, I began to teach other people to to be able to do that while they still have their full-time job. So a lot of my clients, at least in the beginning, came from GM, and then the word just spread, and now it's referral plus referral and then other re- referrals through my sphere. And it's been, for me, it's like one of the best ways to work. I have a speech impediment. Like since I've been five five years old, I've been st- 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 stuttering. And what's crazy is that when I'm put into positions, and I don't know how I was able to give a TEDx talk, like, (laughs) through, through like, all, all this other stuff, but being able to call people and be on the phone and stuff like that, it's something that... I don't really enjoy but I do enjoy being with friends and educating people so I was able to leverage a little bit of my story a little bit of my investment strategies to teach them that if I can do it they can do it too and that's how I've been able to build my business and then once that happens too then I have whether they're like their cousins their families are buying homes too and that's been able to spread to basically to spread the message, right? I, um, so, building my sphere through my previous job, which are people that are making pretty good money, so I know that they're qualified buyers from that perspective, and I also, in going back in 2014, 2015, I helped a lot of them rent for the first year. And a lot of realtors will say, you know what, I'm not gonna waste my time in, with people that want to rent. But one year I helped like eight people rent, and the next year I made like thirty-six or like forty thousand in commissions because those renters wanted to buy a house the next year. So I look at real estate more on like the long term rather than what what can I get in like for just one transaction. There's a lot of different opportunities that that one can have. Just by providing as much value as possible, whether it's renting or buying or selling.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. A lot of real estate agents don't want to take renters or rental leads, but that's very short sighted, I think, because they may rent this year, they may rent next year, but if you do a good job with that, and it's not hard to because it's, it's often a neglected space, and, and you know, because not a lot of realtors want to do it. If you you do a good job, they're going to become buyers eventually. And and, I mean, you you turned eight rental deals into forty k of income, so that that just goes to show you that it's it's an investment worth making. I mean, unless you're like super, super flooded, and and, you know, with like buyer leads, and just don't have the time. But but then you could hire out and, and, and help them that way. So. Don't exactly. neglect, don't neglect those renters. You know, all you realtors that are listening. Uh, exactly,
1: exactly. And as a millennial too, I would say so. Like for for a realtor, that's a millennial. One of the things that I did is I began house hacking, and by house hacking, by basically I bought a home, putting five five percent down. It has to be an owner occupant loan. I lived there with three roommates. Uh, and I began living for free now that also allowed me to continue investing in real estate and do other stuff but by living for free I was able to quit corporate America because money at that point wasn't like like I knew that I could that I could sell one house a month or one house every two months and I put myself in the position where money wasn't that much of an issue from that perspective but By living for free and reducing my expenses and house hacking, I learned a lot and that also got me a lot more leads because now, for example, I've helped four or five of my previous tenants, they catch on and they're like, Diego, so you're living for free here. Can you teach me how to do that? Because I want to do the same thing, what you're doing. So then that's another source of leads that I've been able to get. And then they refer them to their friends or their next roommate is like, hey, I know you helped me buy this house. I'm living for free or I've eliminated most of my expenses. My roommate wants to do the same thing. Can you help them? So that's how I've been able to get a, a bunch of other referrals, too. And uh, and that's the most fun for me because I get to not just sell them a house, but I give them either rich that, poor that or something. And then their mindset changes and I change the whole like their whole life, and that's what fuels me more,
0: most. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I mean, you're you're you are changing the trajectory of their life and and the amount of net worth that they will build, and it's it's really cool that you're selling sixty five units, which is which is awesome. That's 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 a lot. That's five six homes a month on average. So that's probably a super good business for you, especially if it's coming you know, almost all by referral, but you built all of that, that amazing sales business you built by just trying to help your friends out at first, right? You, you, you learn this awesome investment strategy where you're going to buy a house, live in it, low down payment, like 5%, you know, they have even lower options now that are easily available. And then you, you know, and that's great. Like, like low down payment options that helps you kind of get into the house but now you have this huge bill to pay every month called the mortgage but you take care of that by getting three or four roommates now they're paying your mortgage down for you you're living for free or maybe even making money renting and i I know some people will even do like the little airbnb the rooms out they'll go short-term rental on it to make even more because the margins are even better on that and and, and you just learn this strategy and then add value to other people's life by teaching it from and that's that's how you grew your whole business
1: exactly exactly and it, it works the same thing with like a duplex triplex or quadplex but what's what's great about this too is that once they catch the bug right uh, if if a realtor helps somebody house hack and they're like, you can't qualify for another loan, another occupant loan within a year or two years. I've helped people buy three homes and maybe they want to sell their first house. So as an example, three clients have bought at least two homes with me throughout the years. That's like three deals from just telling somebody about house hacking and helping them back in 2014. Fast forward to 2019. It's it's uh, it's definitely a great great way to build future clients in the future. I mean, future clients overall.
0: Yeah. No, it's it's amazing. I mean, it's an awesome strategy. I, I think more people need to do it. What? And now you're you know we were talking earlier before before this show started. Now you are mm-hmm. about to launch a way to teach even more people how to do the, do this. Right. Tell tell us about that. Yeah so what happened
1: was i had a bunch of people that were asking me not just here in austin but all over the us because when my story went viral i'm like hey if i can achieve a level of financial independence as a dreamer anybody can do it so that got the interest of a lot of other millennials is in in specifically and uh, and that is what allowed me to um to they had a bunch of questions so i was like okay i will i kept on answering the same questions over and over again and then i decided to just launch a course to teach them how to from num from number one to build their team to how to find the right property and the buying process analyze some deals and then how to get them to make passive income because at the end of the day anybody that wants to start house hacking the end goal is to build passive income so i walk them through all of those stages and uh and it's been great and i've been able to probably at at least like right now help around 20 people at least 20 to 30 people and it has been it it has been amazing and i have a a free ebook if anybody wants to go to the website househackingclub.com and then i also have a free. A free group on Facebook that were like, I answer questions, I might do a couple of live calls there. Um, And the end goal is to basically to help them achieve a level of financial independence that will work for them. They don't have to quit corporate America, but I want to give them options. And that's the goal. Right. I want to make sure that they have the, the freedom to choose okay do I want to s- stay and work here in corporate America or do I want to quit and travel the world or do whatever but once they have those options that's
0: where that's where I'm happy. Okay, so they go to househackingclub.com to get mm-hmm. the free ebook on how to house hack and then what is the Facebook
1: group called?
0: The Facebook
1: uh, it's called House Hacking Club also. On
0: Facebook,
1: okay. yeah, and there's like 300 members or like four 400 members, and people just get added and added and added, and and I'm I'm uh, I'm pretty active in that group.
0: All right, guys, you need to check out that that group on Facebook if you're on <laughs> their House Hacking Club uh, Facebook group. Check that out. Check out Diego's book. Uh, we're gonna move on to our hyper fast round before we wrap up here. You guys, yeah. are you ready, Diego? Let's do it. Just going to give you some quick questions to answer here. What is your biggest piece of advice for a new realtor? Biggest piece of advice? I would say
1: spend a day or two with a realtor that has what you already have. So if you want to have a big team, shadow them. If you want to build if, if your goal is to be on phone calls and be really good at calling three hours a day and convert, then shadow them. I believe in the power of surrounding yourself with people that have achieved what you want to achieve and learn from their mistakes so that instead of taking them 10, 20 years, it can only take you two.
0: That's a great one. Uh, biggest piece of real estate advice uh, other, other than getting the, uh, joining the house hacking club?
1: Yeah, for sure. It is the biggest piece of advice. And this is something that I got from Pat Hyman, And that is don't focus on hitting off your your home run on your first try. Just get to first base. Start taking action because that's going to help you get to first base, to second base, to third base. And then as you begin to get more experience, that's when you'll hit the home run. Oh,
0: that's a great one. Just stay in the game long enough to, to, to get the big opportunity, uh, what yeah, is the people? People get analysis paralysis because
1: they really want to get the, their first deal to be a home run, and they never take action because of that.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. That's that's a great one. What what's the biggest obstacle you've overcome?
1: The biggest obstacle, like despite like riding my bike and all these other these other things um that being a dreamer i feel one of my proudest moments was giving that TEDx talk because i in high school and in middle school i was that kid that was always like trying to skip class to not to not give a speech so for me to go from that end to standing in front of 300 people and giving a TEDx talk on that stage was amazing
0: well that's amazing your story is inspiring thank you for, for being here before, before we sign off if people want to get in touch with you for anything what's the best way for them to, to reach out to you
1: yeah the best way is by uh, sending me an, an email through Well, my, my email is info at they can um, go to my website, DiegoCorzo.com, or HouseHackingClub.com. And if they want to reach out to me through, through Instagram, it is real corzo. All
0: right, guys, you, you, uh, you, you had an awesome uh, treat today getting to watch Diego learn from his story. Send him an email at the infodiegocorzo.com, or, or his website is DiegoCorzo.com, or uh, Instagram. You can connect with him there. Uh, Diego this has been awesome I've enjoyed it thank you so much and uh, good luck in all that you do thank you Dan really
1: appreciate it and hope to see you soon
0: alright take care thank you for tuning in to this episode of the hyper fat show subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest hyper fat shows and remember we love reviews reviews help us bring better and better guests improve our shows give us the good the bad and the ugly we hope you enjoyed the show and we will see you next time